Hello, and welcome to Knitting Shop Live, the podcast recorded live and unscripted by your favorite knitting gals. We are your hosts, Brianna, Kathy, and Natalie. And a huge thanks to our listeners who are joining us. So today we are going to chat about so many ways to communicate, all the different channels of communication that we have. And so with that said, that's our topic. And now is your chance to go grab your knitting, your crochet, a drink, put on your sneakers, go for a walk, do something while you listen along because we are about to get started. It's good to see you girls. Good to see you too. I love coming back from a hiatus. Me too. Oh, couldn't wait for today to get here. All right. So with all that said, we need to catch up on what's on our needles and, uh, well, we'll do the alphabet because that's how we know how to do it. Yeah, I'll start us off. <laughs> um, so I'm actually currently knitting on my amaryllis cardigan. I'm about halfway through the second sleeve. I'm actually, we have class next Thursday. I'm trying to have the sleeve and the front band done before that class. So I think I'm on pretty good track to get there. This sleeve is going very fast. And nice. that is the finish line, right? The sleeve yeah. and the band? Yeah, and it's an open cardigan. So there's no button holes or anything like that. It's just you pick up and knit the front band and knit a bunch of rows and bind off and I can block it. It's done. That's great. All right. So on my needles, I have my press flowers and I am pretty sure that I will be finishing that this week. Although it's, it's bittersweet because I've loved it so much. I don't want it to finish, but yet at the same time, the rows are getting quite long mm -hmm. and I'm excited to see it. So I'm probably going to finish that this week. That's been a great class, Natalie. Thank you. Yeah. And today I started a Christmas stocking, which is for my neighbors, because when I knit four of them last year, uh, I learned that I should be knitting another one this year. And so this is for baby Owen. And I'm very excited and of course, honor to knit this stocking for him. And then the other thing that I have is um, I've been working on my granny square sock yarn blanket. So that has been a year long project. It absorbs all my extra sock yarn because they always have a pair of socks going. And I, uh, I'm gonna wrap that up on New Year's Eve, but just keep going. And then I'm gonna start another one next year. So I think every year I'm gonna do this idea of a granny square sock yarn blanket to kind of chart the year and my real goal is to get everything done this isn't what's on my needles right now but i just have to say i'm really trying hard to get everything done so i can start the new year with my roots classes so there you go, Yay. There you go. all right awesome well i am working on a few things so things that i have on my needles and hooks that i'm trying to finish up before the end of the year I am currently knitting on a set of two at a time socks um, and I'm at the heel flap. So I'm ready for the heel turn for class this week. Um, and I will have those done for Christmas. And then I am finishing up my pressed flower shawl, which is for moi. So once that's done, I will be able to finally wear that. I'm very excited just in time for the cold weather. And then lastly, I just am going to be putting the finishing touches on my color block for this year. And I feel like, isn't that just the end of the year? Your yeah. color block is done. It really wraps it up. It sure does. So I'm very excited to start another one in the new year. Awesome. The color block is such a great journey because it is, it 
it it marks off a year. It's amazing. Yeah. You get a great blanket when you need it. Mm-hmm. All right. I wish that the world could see us on the screen as we're seeing each other right now live via Zoom because our hands are moving, 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 moving. I wish everybody <laughs> could see that. I just took a picture. I don't know how I could put that into a podcast, but I wish somebody could see this. So, all right. All right. So let's go ahead and let's go for our topic. Uh, this is episode number 136. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. And this is going to be a new topic, although we are going to be replaying and rewinding some of our original podcasts. But tonight we're going to have a conversation on all the different ways, channels of communication, I should say. And this has been on my mind a bit because we all just have a lot of information coming at us from different directions. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I thought about is what are all those ways? And I'm pretty sure that I don't even know all the ways. I just know what I know. So like, what are some of the ways that you gals like kind of go, okay, this is where I get information. This is how people communicate with me. I, well, (laughs) right now, the only way you can communicate with me that I'll answer is through email, apparently. (laughs) Because I have been, besides like a select couple of people, um, Natalie and you, Kathy included, um, I have not been keeping up with my text messages or like phone calls. People, you know, call me and, you know, leave messages and I just haven't had any time to sit down and listen to a voicemail or like sit down, read a text, comprehend it, and then respond. But I am always on my computer. I'm always on my email because I have three different emails. And for my day job, I have to be in my email all day long. So I'm just in all of my emails all day long. So that has been the easiest way to get a hold of me these days. Okay, so the secret is out. Brianna, email. No. <laughs> if email you, us at no, Roots Knitting Academy. <laughs> yeah, info.rootsknitting. <laughs> gmail.com. We know how to get to you. Yeah. Yeah, email. Uh, what other channels of communication? I mean, so, text. I, yeah, texting, um, calls, not so much. Um, but I will say I, I'm planning a wedding. <laughs> I'm planning my wedding. Um, so calling um, different vendors that we need and talking to people over the phone instead of through email or text has been a lifesaver because it is so much easier to get your point across when you're talking to somebody instead of chatting back and forth typing because people type in different ways and people have different like email etiquette which I, that could be like a whole nother podcast, I feel like. Um, but it really bothers me when people have bad email etiquette. So I really do prefer to talk to people like vendors, people that you're trying to schedule with on the phone or in person. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. So, and I'm going to be the old school person. So of course the telephone and I think social media is a means of communication also. Oh, definitely. Um, not maybe personal, but it, it puts information out there to people who follow you. What is, am I missing anything? I think there's this thing called I am instant messenger. I don't do that um, because I don't even know where it is or how to do it. And I don't really want to know, to be honest. It's just like one more thing. Am I missing anything? Is there? 
No, no. I feel like the instant message sort of thing is um, more of like a corporate situation, different software programs um, like Google Teams. And I know Outlook has a messaging platform. Um, I use this program at my job. It's like a scheduling platform, but there's also a chat function where instead of like yelling across the room about a patient, we can just chat with a therapist while they're working with that patient or while they're working with a different patient about it, which is just like a really quick, easy way to get your point across. That's good. That's really cool. Yeah. And then you do have that privacy that you can communicate, but not be like yelling across the room. So yeah. really the other one is too. And as we're sitting here um, together on zoom, we have chat here. So that would be another communication while we're to gather that idea. Yeah. You know, I, this, this was not really like in this sort of conversation that I was thinking of, but I coincidentally read an article, I don't know, maybe yesterday. And it was really fascinating to me because we, I thought of this, this topic was on my mind longer than just yesterday. It's actually been there a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the article was saying that for people who are, you know, full-time employees of, of whatever your organization is or whatever type of work, you actually toggle between screens for communication 1200 times a day. Oh, I believe that. Absolutely. I believe that down to how many times that was in a minute. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, my head's going to explode. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Absolutely. Are you experiencing that? Like, do you get like you? Yeah. Yeah. For, I I know, um, like for my job, we have, so I work in a physical therapy clinic, people, there are so many different ways people can contact us to schedule an appointment. The main way that we use is over the phone. So people would call our main number and, and talk to me and we would schedule an appointment but they can actually go to our website and like book an appointment online or request an appointment or information. That information comes to my email. It also sometimes sends me text messages that like, you know, you got, you know, a request through the website. Um, So it's like coming at you from so many different directions all the time and it could be a little redundant because like I said sometimes when somebody requests information it comes to me through email and text and sometimes it comes through another way as well and it also gets sent to a few other people so now I have to make sure you know those other people that that information got sent to they're not contacting that potential patient before I contact them. So it's kind of just like this big circle of information that you have to untangle. It's crazy. Yeah. Interesting. I have the same thing where like, I might be in a call answering IMs from people who aren't in the call, trying to understand what's going on in the call. And then at the same time answering, like I'm, I'm like checking my emails to make sure that if anything comes through that needs to be addressed immediately, I'm on top of it. And then you kind of have to prioritize things. Like I personally cannot look at my little icon at the bottom for IMs and see it blinking at me orange, telling me that there's something there. Like I need to go look at them immediately. Mm -hmm. And if I open it, then I need to answer it or else I'll forget to. So it's just like, you know, there's just a lot of information, but I, I'd buy, I 
I would be very interested to see how many times I toggle because I have a feeling it might be more than 1200. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I feel like for you, Natalie, it definitely is more than that. Mine may yeah. be about 1200. That's a lot though. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, Natalie, Brianna, you started to touch on this a little bit. Let's talk about this. What means of communication do you like best and why? So of those ones that we sort of just rattled off there, if you had one that you go, this is my favorite and why just in general, I mean, it kind of, it definitely does depend like what, who you're communicating with and it, like in what context, but I always prefer in person more so than anything else. Um, I feel like, you know, being able to, especially like on a one-on-one situation, being able to talk with somebody in person one-on-one or even just like being able to see their face like maybe not in person but like over FaceTime or over Zoom that is always like the better mode for me because you can see somebody's body language you can like hear the tonality in their voice when they're talking so you're really getting every bit of communication that we as humans use yeah it's a good point that's a very good point you know it's the it's the physical presence. It's the tone of the voice. Plus you can see my earrings too then. So hey. yeah. And then like, especially if you're meeting somebody new for the first time or like talking to them for the first time, I know I, this happens to me more at work when I, you know, call people that don't know us yet or, or I've never spoken with before. Um, it's so much better to put a face to a name, like when they come in for the first time after I've talked with them on the phone and, you know, I, I greet them and then they were like, oh, you're Brianna. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm Brianna. It's nice to see your face. It's nice to put a face to a name. And then you really like solidify that relationship a lot better. <clears throat> Yeah. Definitely. All right. So I'm going to go with, I love in person too, but if I was thinking of like, I need to talk, I need to communicate right now with somebody. What am I going to do? Text, email, FaceTime. I forgot about FaceTime. Um, Zoom. Uh, I'm going to say it's the telephone. I love, uh, you know this, I love the telephone and um, I just like to actually you know sit down and chat. And, and that's what I usually do, but now I'm retired. So I am only thinking, did I mention that yet? I'm retired. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm only thinking of this, like on a personal level, or even if I'm doing business, um, you know, that is one of the nice things about retirement is the time factor and that you can sit down. And on the other end of that is a very busy person in their office and you're yeah. sitting down talking with them, but, uh, I'm going to say it's the telephone. It's almost a meditative and similar to seeing the face that goes with the name. I love to hear a voice too, to go with, you know, that voice, because I can get the tone, I can get the emotion. Mm-hmm. I love the quality of the voice. I, Natalie, I think you and I have talked about this. I love voices. I love people's voices. Even so people who don't like their own voices, I love people's voices, so... All right, Natalie, what's your best communication channel? Oh God, I'm the worst. I'm actually the worst. I'm the worst communicator. You can like Chris sometimes comes home and has to like tell me it's time to answer all these text messages because I just get so overwhelmed by them. Like I'll, I'll just put it off and say, okay, I'll answer this 
I all answer these tomorrow? And then I have like way too many and I get overwhelmed and then I can't answer them. And I do the same thing with my email, like my personal email sometimes. Um, so I think the best way to contact me is at info.rootsgmail.com <laughs> because that is one place where I will answer very quickly um, most of the time. So, but yeah, I think, I think too, Kathy, I'm someone who, if I, if I am looking for information or if I am looking to really connect and, you know, see how someone's doing, I want to speak to them. I think you get a lot from a voice, whether that be over the phone or over something like this like zoom where you can see someone's body language too. If I can't be in person, I, I definitely need that level of connection at least. Yeah. Um, I just find that like, I don't know, it's way more personal and I struggle with texting a lot because I just feel like it's not a very personal form of communication. The texting is kind of nice. If it's like a quick back and forth, or it's not an urgent matter. Like a lot of times um, my, I have a friend who lives in Virginia. I don't really, we have totally different schedules and she's going to have a baby soon. So she's like super busy. Um, So it's really hard for us to like get a time where we can talk regularly. So we will just like text randomly not so much like have this full-blown conversation over text but more so like check in sort of stuff on a weekly basis um because you know we we can't talk on the phone ever it's like almost impossible with our schedules so that's really nice but yeah I mean uh with the phone calls it's definitely speaking to somebody you know hearing their voices is so much better than anything else I do that with my mom since she's she lives in a different state now even though it's not that far from my house um it's hard to get to see her so you know once a week or so we have a phone conversation and and talk and catch up on everything because it takes a lot less time to talk things out than to type it out. It's that's, I find that so annoying to have to like type my life story out and then send it and wait for a response and then answer whatever they want to send back. It becomes tedious. Well, you, 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 has, you started this too, Brianna, when we were talking about like with some of the wedding plan, I, your details yeah. that you wanted to work on the phone calls. Cause you know, a, a conversations are a give and take. There's back and forth. And then, you know, so when you're able to talk and be live via phone or whatever, man, it just makes so much, you know, back and forth and you know, get the information, get the questions, whatever it is. It's, it's a give and take. Absolutely. A, a conversation is definitely a give and take. Um, all right. Well, let's move on then. So kind of touching on some of the things you already have, but as far as for business, what is your preferred, what do you think is the best channel of communication when it comes to business? Email in like any regard, unless you're, like I said, if you're trying to like schedule something or like discuss a problem, email is the best way to communicate because it kind of you can get your point across. It's like writing a letter. You have to really state the information or like ask particular questions, but it's really nice when you have that written out. Cause if you're responding to questions or a problem, you can like bullet point list, like these are solutions to these questions or whatever. Um, but also it gives you time to, um, like 
think about whatever that person is asking or whatever you're trying, whatever the discussion is about, you have time to think about it and come up with an intelligent response that makes sense. (laughs) Um, Whereas like, you know, maybe over the phone, it's more like a quick thing. Email is definitely the best in my opinion, for business transactions. I feel the same too. And you know, my business probably it goes back 20 years now. Um, and I, I always feel like, yeah, email was definitely, but then I didn't have all these other channels either, but email was great because it really, it documented the information yeah. as well. So you had that documentation, good or bad, but and to that point, as you were saying, you know, it gives you a chance to write it and review it before you send it like you would with a letter. And I wrote that down, you know, it's write it, read it, and then send it, which I like. Whereas I think with text, um, text in general, now text to friends is one thing. It's a jot and it's send, and you go, oh, they'll understand what I'm saying. But when it comes to business, yeah, I don't, I don't trust myself enough to um, text and just hit that send button. I, yeah. yeah, I need <laughs> it. Right on it. Natalie, how about you? It kind of depends on what it is. I feel like, so like in my nine to five things that go to my email, go there sometimes to die. Like I might not see it, like yeah. depending on what my meeting schedule is like, or, you know, just how often I'm able to get into there. So I think if it's something you need immediately, then it's an IM because I'm definitely going to answer that. It's just annoying to not, but an email would be something like more formal or something that I might need to follow up on. I would want in an email. Um, a lot of times, like when I'm meeting with certain people, sometimes we'll be having a conversation. They'll be asking me questions and I'll, I'll tell them like, I need you to put this in an email and send it to me so that I can elevate it. Yeah. So I feel like it just kind of, it, it's so situational. It just kind of depends on what you're asking for and what you need. And then we kind of go from there, but I do, I will say like, there have been times where I've missed something because it's gone to my email and I wasn't able to react quickly enough because, you know, I just didn't have the capacity to get in there as often as I needed to. Yeah. You definitely have to think about the, the urgency of the problem too. Like sending an email, it, it can't be like, I need this answer right now. Mm -hmm. Um, because like, especially in our jobs, we get so many emails and there is so much information coming in from all different directions. It may not be, you know, until the next day where, you know, you get to read an email. So as long as it's not like super urgent, that's the best. You've got me thinking. So as a, um, as an employee, we're working within a business, working within a company, working within a business. If you have something that really is urgent, that needs to get instant answer for whatever reason it is what do you do I would probably stand up and cry but other than that what do you do it's hard I mean like typically if I need something immediately like let's say something got bubbled up to me and I need to make sure someone else knows about it I will flip them whatever email chain I'm on and then I'll send them an IM and say hey I have a hot issue I need you to take a look at I just sent you an email with all the info can you advise when you have second and then at least that person knows that like I've sent them something and it's in their email with all the details, but I need them to take a look at it and help me out immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you kind of have to, you kind of have to contact people in more than one way, depending yeah. on how much you need something, which sucks. Cause then you're getting even more stuff. 
yeah from people who need you you have to know like the person too if you're trying to get a hold of one particular person or like a group of people you have to know what their preferred way is I know mm-hmm. there's like some people in my job that prefer only email um there's people that prefer me to just call them if I need if it's something urgent my supervisor um I have like it's a text message and I need to call you right now and then a phone call like it's it is like multiple things if it's an urgent matter yes it's that's it's a lot man a lot and we have all the channels to do it all right so here we go let's get away from work then (laughs) Which is best for friends to communicate? What's your preferred method of communication when it involves a friend? <laughs> Gifts and memes. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it depends on what friends, but I feel like most of my friends, the way that we get a hold of each other the most is by text message. Um, usually text messages aren't super important. Like the information that we're sending to each other isn't important. It's usually like, look at this cool TikTok I thought of you or, you know, pictures or like just dumb stuff. Um, or, you know, what are you doing this weekend? Let's get together, that sort of thing. But it's usually via text message. Via text. And it's really nothing that's important. It's just, I'm thinking of you or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually put down that um, mine isn't per- mine isn't either in person or on phone. Yeah, but but usually, so my phone though is I do use the text too. So I'm kind of like a working person too. I've got like two channels of communication because you might get a text from me in the morning and it might say coffee with a question mark, and then I'll get one, a, you know reply back from whomever that is, and it's like I'm having my second cup, so I know okay, I'll give you a call. Yeah. So you should give them a, an alert with a text. Yeah. Warning, warning. I'm going to call you. But um, I do like for friends in person or phone if you have the time to do that. Yeah. Natalie, yeah. what about you with friends? I um, I do have like a group chat with my like friends from high school that I've been friends with like my whole life. And sometimes that is just like the one thing that keeps me going throughout the day because like we just kind of send silly stuff even if I'm not answering all the time like they're having conversations and like I feel like I'm in touch with what's going on in their lives because we're constantly communicating in there like my friend sends pictures of her babies in there and like I feel like we just get a lot of that stuff that makes you stop for a second during the day and really smile so that is primarily how we communicate but I will say um, I think it's important to have like a rolling communication with the people you love in your life. Cause that's where I find most of the actual in-person plans kind of get discussed. Yeah. Like we were just talking about our friends giving that we do every year. And that was all divvied out over text. Like we decided exactly what everyone was going to bring over text. Like that whole group chat kind of is the catalyst for us all to get together in person. So I always love having those kind of rolling and I always try and like upkeep them because it's one of those things that's like really valuable. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Definitely. I um yeah. So that that leads us to the next one. So when you're making plans with a group, uh, now this would be a group of friends. Yeah. What's your channel of communication? So it would be yeah, group texts for sure. That yeah. is that has been a lifesaver in the last 10 years, especially like, you know, when you're I, I, 
when you're not a kid anymore and like you have these friends that you grew up with we all live different lives though so everybody's so busy so getting everybody together in one spot to figure out like how are we going to get together in person um like Natalie was saying in in the group text text is really invaluable yeah definitely and everybody's on the same page and sees the same thread of conversation so it's not like he said she said or anything you're all seeing the same thing all seeing it all yeah perfect and it is that time of year to start making these friends giving plans isn't it yeah yeah. i'm bringing mashed potatoes and um (laughs) green bean casserole if anyone was wondering oh yum responsible for those things let us know when that is so we can be there yeah it's hard to believe isn't it all right so what is it for, where do you like to put your happy news? If you had to communicate happy news, where do you like to put that? I don't, I mean, not that I don't have happy news, but I don't know. I, um, I, we have business social media accounts. So I find that all of my time becomes put into those rather than my own personal account. So social media has been out of the question for me for a while. It's usually like, text messages um to either you know a group of friends or like individual text messages to a bunch of people um but usually I'm not like telling a mass group of people any happy news or news at all rather right yeah I okay so I my happy news place is going to be social media like that's when I go okay here's something fun that we did today or something fun to think about so that's where I do love social media. Um, and I am like on this little bandwagon right now too of let's only put happy things on social media. No sad things, no bad things, no, just happy things. Wouldn't that be so cool if there was like a, a happy social media day? Like you can only post happy things. Just <laughs> like that. Absolutely. Yeah, because happy news is fun to share. What about you, Natalie? Happy news. I feel like my happy news is text too I like to send it out to the people I want to and then I feel like after you know everyone in my life is informed then I I'll I'll post it to the masses on social yeah but I feel like there's a hierarchy sometimes like I'm thinking of like when I got engaged like there's a hierarchy to how you need to inform people because like certain people I'm sure would feel a little upset if I told them you know on, on social media but because we're really close and you know but yeah I think I think first text messages depending on the news and then um or phone calls and then and then social media that's a really good point too that um so my happy news is like public happy news it's like I went here but there is happy news that needs to go to that through the hierarchy first. And that is important to remember. There is, there is a whole social media etiquette. Don't you think of how we announce things and whatnot? Yeah. Or at least there should be. (laughs) Yeah. There should be. (laughs) It's crazy. Like, I'm just like, I feel like this whole conversation is a little overwhelming about all the things that we consider in how we talk to people all day long. And like, we don't even think about it but we put so much effort into all the little rules. Yeah. I know. And we like, like we're talking about right now, when you actually stop and think about this and talk about it, all of that communication, how is it handled? How do I follow up? Um, What is the etiquette? It's a lot. All right. So this wasn't all my questions either, but 
what's one thing of happy news you've recently put out there for the world to know? Anything exciting? No, I mean, the last like thing I posted on Facebook was that I got engaged and that was four months ago. I mean, like I said, not that I don't have happy news since then. I just like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like that's, for me, it's too much to think about to put out there or even to like make a bunch of phone calls. I'm like, I, I don't want to go through this. I'm having a good time right now. Just know that I'm okay. Everyone, I'm fine. <laughs> and that's the thing too. I mean, there's different levels of happy news. Natalie, what about you? Uh, I think like the last one. So I got engaged and then we started the business. So I started, I did post about the business. Yeah. So I think that was my last happy news, happy news. aside, like when we launched our first calendar of classes, but yeah. I don't, I haven't really been upkeeping my social media that well. I have been slacking there. So maybe I need to post more happy news. Maybe it's uh, slacking from happy from uh, social media is not a bad thing either. Often, if sometimes too. Okay, so I put happy news out last night. I sent a text to um, my Theta girls and just let them know that the Phillies are in the World Series. So, <laughs> but it was so I sent them a little picture and I just said, you know, I'm going to the World Series. And then my next comment to them was, the Nola. The Nola parents are coming with us to the World Series. So do you guys know this story about the Nola brothers? No. So the Phillies have Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola is a pitcher. His brother is Austin um, Nola, and his brother was a catcher for the Padres. And it's the first time in um, you know, postseason play that they've had that kind of a face-off between siblings. Oh. And the parents... I've been traveling to both games while they were leading up to this. And now it was like, okay, both of their sons are playing the same games. Oh, wow. Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> oh, I know. Well, the mom was very nonchalant and the dad, he's handled it well too. So the bottom line with the parents is they said, well, we know that we're going to the world series with one of our boys. We just don't know which one. <laughs> and so I texted the girls and I said, the NOLA parents are coming with us to the World Series. But because it is a text, they thought that Ed and I were going to the World Series, which we're not. Oh, <laughs> no. I said, no, that's just how we talk here in Philly. Like we own them, you know, they're Yeah, of- <laughs> exactly. But that was my happy news is I announced that the Phillies are going to the World Series. So, um, so exciting. It's very exciting. Just making sure everybody knows that too. All right. So let's see. Um, best communication with the one you love. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, if we're talking about like our significant others, um, definitely like in person or over the phone, John and I all day long send each other like dumb text messages and he's always on TikTok. So I just get TikToks from him all the time. And it, it's like, I don't know, a TikTok and he's like, oh, this is so me. Or like, it'll be a really mean TikTok and he'll be like, this is you, <laughs> but like in a funny way. Um, but usually like, you know, in person, we literally get home and just like spill like a 10 minute slurry of like each of our days and that's like the 
the best part of my day is to just like come home and we like chat the gossip about work, both of our jobs, basically. <laughs> I'm with I you in person. Cause I just feel like that person that I love, I want them to be within reach so that they're huggable, whether it's a happy hug, a sad hug, a I'm relieved hug. So yeah, in person, Natalie, how about your communication with the one you love? Well, so I think it's primarily important to <laughs> do the video thing. <laughs> we totally do that too, Brianna. We're constantly yeah. <laughs> communicating in videos. Like I'll be sending Chris TikToks, but he doesn't use TikTok. And then he's sending me Instagram videos, but I don't really go on my own Instagram because I'm always on the business's Instagram. So it's like at night we'll like come home and we'll show each other the videos that we already sent each other because the other person does not watch it on that platform yeah. <laughs> so like he shows me the ones he sent me I show him the ones he I sent him and we just like sit there and like laugh and it's just like it's it's a good part of our day and we also you know discuss what happened during the day that we missed in each other's like individual work lives and it's it's nice like my favorite part of the day is like the decompressed part of the day where like, you know, you really can like hold counsel with like the person that you yeah. like what happened to me today um, and making plans too. like Chris and I are big planners. So like we pretty much every night sit down and say, okay, like what's going on tomorrow? Like, what are we making for dinner? Like, where, what are we doing? And I love talking about like what's coming up. Cause I like to know exactly where we're going to be. And maybe that makes me a dork. I don't know, but that's, that's how we kind of like connect. I feel like is making sure we're planning out time to like go out and, you know, have fun. And I just feel like I'm, I'm doing my job if we're having those conversations. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Those are, those are my, and then like we're texting pretty much all day too. Although I'm the world's worst texter. So like Chris is so good at that, uh, staying in touch and texting. And I sometimes I'm like, sorry, it's been five hours. How are you? Yeah. I don't know where my phone is. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. Don't even know where my phone is 90% of the time. And that's my other problem is I just never know where it's Chris's soul. Like he says that his sole purpose in our relationship is to know where my phone is at all times. <laughs> like I'll, I'll like be walking around, like obviously looking for something and he'll be like bathroom counter. And I'll go in and it's like my phone. Like he just knew I was looking for it. So yeah, he's, he's sharp. That's, that's great though. I so, you know, I use my earbuds more and more now. And I realized that you know, you can leave your phone anywhere and have your earbuds in until, and probably I can do this by touching them, but I don't know how to disconnect at all until I find the phone that I've been wandering away from. And I always say to the person, go ahead and hang up. I'm looking for my phone. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> oh man. And you know, it just hit me too, as we're talking about this, we did not mention letters or cards. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking of voice. Well, not just voice, but letters or cards. And yeah, um, yeah uh, that was uh, interesting. Like the text that you might get, I'm thinking, wow, I never text him, but that would be really nice to send him a little text during the day and say, how's your day going? How's the corner there? Um, yeah. But yeah, we didn't mention letters, ladies. So, no, all right. I have very strong opinions about <laughs> letters and cards that nobody wants to hear about. So oh, no. <laughs> there. it's not good, is it? No, it's just, it's a waste of paper. We have these so many other technologies that- okay. You don't need to send cards unless it's like 
you know, a nice letter to a friend, if you're sending a gift, send a, a little note along with, but you don't need to send greeting cards or, or give, I get, don't give me a birthday card. I don't really need it. Just like a little note on a piece of paper, smack it on the gift. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I was thinking too, partly of the whole love, like the, communicate with the person you love. So I'm upstairs right now, of course, and in that room that still has that one closet that I have not gone through. I actually do have, I have a bundle of letters that my father wrote to my mother. And I have a bundle of letters that my uncle Al wrote to my aunt Betty. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, we might need to bring back some love letters. I think that because, you know, because then they can sit up here in my closet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could like make a little collage and frame things like that. Those are the sort of things that are a little bit different from the letters that I think of. Yeah. I'm going to send you a letter. So communicate business matters with you every week now. Oh gosh. Well, I might not get it until after it's like expired. Like whatever no. you're talking about has been passed. <laughs> Wait a second. I do send a letter every week. I just don't this. I send, uh, I still send a letter to each of my, well, it's not a letter, but it's an envelope with a quote and four $1 bills to my <laughs> every week at college. So I love that. And I'm sure that they are collecting them and, you know, um, they're going to have four years, even when it was COVID and they were home, I was sending them to their home. Uh, they're going to have four years worth of, of cards from Aunt Kathy. Uh, I hope they do do that. I, I know, like, I have a box of, like, cards, letters, notes of various varieties from different people throughout my life that, like, if they're special or if they're, like, are really like meaningful and like emotive. I keep them and I have a box to keep those things in. Um, but like general, like, you know, there's nothing really written on there that anyone's handwritten. I don't keep stuff like that. No, no. All right. Well, you'll have a letter collection from Natalie soon. Yeah. yeah I can't wait. I'll write you love letters. Yes, I will keep them and we'll have like a 25 year anniversary and I will give them all back to you I love that we'll open up the time capsule so yeah. it's interesting though how much our world we have so much communication but it comes to us in quite different formats than probably what our um, ancestors oh of course totally different than our ancestors would have had um, all right let's wrap that up any other comments on all this communication no that was great we I think we covered every type of communication remember tomorrow when your day begins you are going to toggle 1200 screens throughout the day don't just remember that don't remind (laughs) us okay don't remind me about that yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's do this any podcast shout out this week not for me natalie no, I don't have anything new, but I'm searching for new ones. So let me know. Okay. I've got one. So okay. it's okay. So it's the weekly walk. You know, I love that. I listen to all of them, but I never mentioned this every week. They do a real live walk and talk where they interview someone. Mm-hmm. And the one that they did this week, it's a 30 minute. And they're literally Joyce is interviewing her guests while they're walking. You can hear it. They're huffing and puffing a little bit. And this one was with Jessica Schatz and it was where breath and movement connect. And it just kind of spoke to me um, because of 
I guess yoga and breathing and and just how important movement and breathing is. So um, that would be my shout out. Let's talk dinner. Um, I actually have a Dutch oven full of tortellini vegetable soup that I made before we started the podcast. So I'm going to go eat some of that in a minute. That sounds delicious. Natalie, what about you? I'm having leftover pizza tonight. It's not a grocery store day for me. So (laughs) it's a different week. All right. And I, ladies, I have homemade soup. It is turkey, rice, and cabbage soup. Yeah, I'm going to say it was um, pretty tasty. Yours sounds really good too, Brianna. Today is definitely a soup kind of day, isn't it? Yeah, I was feeling it when I got home today. Yeah. Totally a soup day. All right, so news and updates. So updates for Roots. We have a new kid of the week coming out tomorrow, which is Tuesday. So if you're listening to this before Tuesday, you are in the know. If it's Tuesday, it's up on our site. Um, It is a kid of the week using Alegria Grande, and it's the Rider Cow on Ravelry. It's a really pretty eyelet cow pattern and you use one ball of Alegria Grande so you can grab it on our site we send you a little card with the pattern information on it so that you can go purchase that from Ravelry and um, it'll make a great Christmas present or a present for yourself so definitely our next calendar of classes is coming out very soon too actually in almost exactly a month so keep an eye out for that our January calendar will be coming out at the end of November very cool. Well, time goes so fast. Time goes so fast. And then news, this is news for you gals. Well, I think I know you know this, but a week from today, we usually record on Mondays. We always record on Mondays and next Monday is Halloween. So we're going to have a pause for just one week <laughs> and then we'll come back again on November 6th because, you know, we got to be out there giving out candy. So yes. <laughs> no recording next week. We'll be back on November 7th. I don't know if I said that 7th or 6th. And then I'll whisper this. Okay. The whisper here is I've been thinking a lot about coaches because I just love the manager of the Phillies. I just think this guy is amazing. So next podcast topic, it'll be podcast number 137 is going to be the psychology of coaching. Oh, and I'm just going to say this. Can we get a guest, please? Can we get a guest? Yes. <laughs> I know people who have been coached. I know people who are coaches. I know that they're listening and I just want them to really maybe reach out to us. We'd love for them to join us, wouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So uh, any, that's it. No more news. Shall I wrap it up? Yeah, I think that's it. Let's do it then. So we would love to hear from you. You know that. And invite you to join us as a guest on a future podcast. We promise there is no work involved. Please email Kathy or Brianna and Natalie if you would like to join us on the show be sure to read the show notes for links to our emails. Uh, and also, if you like our show, please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform so more people can find us. So hopefully you finished your project, your drink, your walk, whatever you were doing while you were listening, because it's time for us to bind off. Thank you for listening.